0: Welcome to Crosswalk Talk. I am your host, Michael Faust. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. I can't wait for you to hear from our guest. Please note that the interview in this episode was previously recorded. Check out our show notes for more information. If you want to see this interview on video, then check out Crosswalk's YouTube channel, which is linked in today's show notes. Chrissy and Bradley, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. I love the book. We're talking about when I talk to God, I talk about you. It's written by Chrissy Metz and Bradley Collins. You guys, of course, I illustrated by Lisa Fields. I look forward to reading this to my seven year old. That's how much I, li- I like it. It's it's full of colorful illustrations, just a great message. What, what led you guys to, to want to write this? Why write a book, a children's book about prayer?
1: Well, I think for me, prayer was always really important. My grandmother instilled that at a very young age, and it really has thankfully stuck with me throughout my whole life. And to this day, I do it all the time. I mean, hundreds of times a day, probably. And it just it just means a lot to me. And I know it meant a lot to Bradley. We sort of talked about like what helped us when we were kids, or what helps us when we're scared, or when we're uncertain about what's going to happen or during the pandemic when we met, like nobody knew what in the world was going to happen. And that's really how we sort of talked about writing the children's book was because even if you don't pray or even if you're not religious, I think everybody was praying and sort of just sitting in like uncertainty and and fear about what was it going to mean for our world and for our families and friends. And we wanted to bring that and impart that to young readers, because I know for me, that was always very helpful having that at such a young age, but also so. just sort of destigmatizing what prayer is, you know, um, and having that real conversation in the book as the readers will, will see is that whomever's reading the book that, you know, when I talk to God, I talk about you or I talk about, you know, all the things and, also reiterating to the kids that like you can talk to god too and that's really what prayer is is a conversation with god so that's really sort of the inspiration and the reason why we decided to do it we thought it was so important
2: yeah for for me i'm i very very young around the age that this book is for um, my uh grandfather was very sick and i remember thinking well what what can i do and Am I allowed to pray? Do I know what to say? Am I allowed to talk to uh, this higher, higher power and ask for help and guidance and just you know? Mainly, I was praying for his for his health and my uh, my uh, family to feel better about it all and he ended up passing when I was in eighth grade. But but there's about four or five years there. I just didn't know what I was what I was doing or if I was doing a right or if I could or if I should. So this book, for me, answered a lot of those those questions. That yes, you can pray for your friends, you can pray for your pets, you can pray for your grandparents, and whatever you have to say, whatever you have to ask, it's okay.
0: And You can you, you can you can have a relationship with God like that. Amen to that. You know, it, it celebrates kindness. I thought that was so cool. Uh, you know, it, it's not just a book about prayer. That's the main focus, but it has a funny picture of a, a, a kind skunk handing a yes a, a squirrel and an acorn or an acorn wherever you wherever you're from, right? <laughs> huh? And the end of the book shows pictures of animals sleeping. This quote really got me. It said, "Um, the book says your prayers are heard day or night. God's by your side, a warm, safe light." And uh, I think that's so important to to teach kids how how prayer, you know, brings comfort and and healing. Like you guys were saying, so so are you guys hoping that you know children through this book will you know be introduced to prayer and just learn the simplicity of it because i think too often like you guys said we, we make it too complicated when it's too complicated. yeah
1: it becomes really complex and we think that we have to do it in a particular place in the house or a particular time or just at bedtime and i i do it all the time i mean morning noon, night in mm-hmm. bet- and when you sort of demystify what it is you really start to create an actual relationship with god and I think that's really special because, you know, you don't have a friendship with a friend if you don't call them, right? So like you got to call your friend, which means you can call them when you're on the playground or with your friends or on a trip. Or, you know, God forbid, if, if there's somebody sick in your family, like there's no right time to, to contact and to feel your connection with your higher power. So that's also something that I feel is, is important to reiterate to kids. Or even tr- introduce them to, because I think even parents feel like, oh gosh, this is such a massive concept. How in the world do I begin? And even simplifying the words of the book were a challenge for us because we you know we have to simplify it, keep simplifying it, and just get to the bare bones of what it is, which is just a relationship and a conversation
2: with God. Right, and and the warm safe light is illustrated through the fireflies, which are around you, you know, and they're. They're small and they're faint, but with they're with they're there, which is the same way we feel about God being involved, looking
0: over us in, in our lives. Um, so that's with that line. Yeah, the I'm book. Sorry, Bradley. The book encourages. The book encourages parents to pray for their children. I think it kind of reflects what they're already doing in many instances. It encourages uh, children to pray as well. I love how the book ends with photos of. So the book. The book for those who haven't read it, it goes through the, the day. You know, it begins in the morning. I think with the bird. Uh, in the morning and a picture of a bird and, and an egg and then it, by the end of the book you see these peaceful animals sleeping i was wanting to sleep but i was reading in a second ago i was wanting to go take a nap after reading it it's, it's so peaceful oh. but um the book ends with photos of those animals sleeping with these calming words tonight as you sleep so cozy and still god hears your prayers and always will uh, i'm curious have you guys grown in your prayer walk a- as you've Grown into adulthood and and matured.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I was I was saying my grandmother. We always went to church together and prayed, and mm-hmm. she was always there And that was always so helpful for me. And there were times and and seasons where I didn't surrender and trust to to asking God, you know, or thanking God or living gratitude. And for me, that gratitude is so important. And there, you know, nine times out of ten, every morning I will wake up and I just. Sit in gratitude, or I just find five to ten things I'm grateful for, and that could even be a prayer because it's not always asking God for something. It's not always you know wanting something. It's really uh, also a conversation of gratitude and just thanking you. And you know, before we get in the car, we go anywhere, we always talk about traveling mercies. Or if I get on a plane, if we take a trip, if my family takes a trip, like I have a friend who's you know interviewing for a new job, whatever it is. I'm always sort of, it doesn't always have to be about you. It can be about other people. It could be about gratitude. And that definitely has evolved, obviously into my adulthood as we understand concepts in a bigger way. But yeah, I think that that's something that, you know, it ends and flows, but then when you are, I feel when I'm grounded in that gratitude, but also the prayer and thinking of others, like it's this really beautiful cyclical energy in this collective consciousness between of us people and even animals and, you know, the world and nature, like it's all, we're all connected. So that definitely has evolved as I've gotten older.
0: Gratitude for bringing people together like you guys. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, you know, God's hand is over all of us and is watching us and is guiding our actions. You know, Christy, I was, uh, I met you on the set of Breakthrough and and you were talking about how the story had impacted you. I'm curious, looking back on that moment when you made uh, Breakthrough, did, how did that, Impact your personal faith, if at all. I, I'm assuming it didn't, at least. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410.
2: Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Oh,
1: yeah, it definitely affirmed for me the things that I believed and what I was raised with. And that miracles do exist, whether you're religious or not, mm-hmm. you know whether you believe in that or not. Like I truly believe that miracles exist, and mm-hmm. especially with John and Joyce's story, I still can't believe that it's a true story. You yeah. know, when I tell people about the movie that or they share their story with me, I'm like, there, it, it's unbelievable to me. So yeah, it just for me affirms that miracles exist. God really is real. You know, and this higher power is really rare, real and is really taking care of us. And you only don't think so, even when we don't get the job or we don't get, you know, fill in the blank. I always say that, you know, your rejection is God's protection. So all of it together just affirmed for me that what I believed is real because I'll explain it. You know, now, like it's like typically you couldn't explain it. And people were trying to find, you know, the leap poles and the, and the holes in the story, and I'm like, "No, y'all, this was a re- <laughs> this was a real story." And then to see, you know, John's life flourish, and now he's married, and has a baby, and he's he wants to be a pastor. You know, all of these beautiful ripple effects. So, yeah,
0: yeah, that that scene when in Breakthrough, the scene where you're in there praying, you think he's you think the boy's dad, your character thinks the boy's dad. I mean, that's one of the most powerful scenes I've ever seen in a film. I mean, it brings tears to my eyes every time I watch it.
1: That was the first thing we did in the movie. That was, woo. yeah, I'll never forget that.
0: Yes. Yes. How, how do you, final question for you? How, how, is there anything else that you guys want to, you guys, you guys want parents to take away from this book? I mean, how do you guys see this book being used? I guess bedtime story is a great time for it. Yeah,
1: I think, you know, it's so important for that connectivity between a parent, biological or not, or a mentor or a sibling, to just sort of sit with the other person and have that time at bedtime or a quiet time and maybe have a conversation. Maybe you don't even read, finish reading the book. Maybe the child asks, Oh, wait, how do I do this? Or can you help me or teach me how to do this? Like that would be the hope for us is that yes, it's a beautiful book and it's beautifully illustrated and it feels inclusive with it, with the animals and everybody is important and a part of. But also, maybe it brings up conversation with, with whatever relationship it was reading the book to who. And also, that it could influence even parents. I know that Bradley and I talked about a lot of inner child stuff coming up when we were writing the book. And I taught preschool, I have a big family, but there are things that I didn't realize that I didn't hear growing up or that I would love to have been reiterated about um, things and emotions. And hopefully, it'll touch parents just as much as the children, but that it creates a conversation and a connective tissue between that relationship. You know, we're always on our phones, we're on the TV, we're, you know, all the other ways and can be distracted, but how can we have a real conversation and connect the dots in our family, you know, relationships? I think that is a hope for us.
2: Right. And it was very ailing for us to write the book. So, I think parents are going to get a lot out of it too for things that we just didn't hear. Like Chrissy said, when we were, we were children and it answers a lot of questions about, you know, what was I thinking when I was a child? And it makes, it made me go back and think about, okay, my grandfather was sick. What was I feeling? What were those emotions and that helpless feeling and writing the book and reading it? Even now it helps me feel like I was a lot less helpless and a lot more in, 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 in tune with where my heart should have been then. And, uh, It helps me.
1: Yeah, I think it's really nice to, as a child, to hear that you're wanted and you're valued and you're loved and you're desired.
2: You asked to be here. Yeah, you wanted to hear. You
1: wanted here. You know, and that's not something I think a lot of kids hear or a lot of people have heard. And I do always say that when you treat the soil, you know that's that's really where cheesy it sounds that children are the future and. They are, you know, very important in the future of this this world and our society and our culture and and everything. So hopefully, it has a ripple effect and it impacts not only the, the kids but the parents, but people who read it. And we also ended up being so inspired that we wrote uh, an album to accompany the book. Okay. So okay. that's coming out very soon, which is very exciting. Um, we pulled different words and phrases from the book and wrote songs about them and. You know my nieces and nephews. They've been. It's been approved by them, and they're singing a little bit with us on a couple of the songs, which was really special. And
2: yeah, we're excited to. Yeah, about it. yeah, that album is called "Prayed for This Day." Okay, and it's uh, it's going to have similar artwork to the to the book, but it complements the book. You know, we were thinking. You know, you read the the book to the child or yourself <laughs> before bed, and the album will send you to sleep. Yeah. You know, it's a lullaby album, Christian lullaby album. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, I've always thought that, uh, for years i thought that the best books are children's books because they simplify subjects and they get to yes. the very, And that's what you guys have done. It's just a conversation with God. And it also, you mentioned a second ago, children having a purpose. It talks about, briefly, it talks about children having a purpose and a plan. I love that as well. Congratulations. I really enjoyed the book. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Book is when I talk to God, I talk about you. Uh, it's uh, written by Chrissy Madsen, Bradley Collins, and I were our guest today. Thanks so much, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. If you like today's episode, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. That's how we help more people just like you find the show. A big thanks to the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. See you next time.